This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. The Knowledge House is a New York-based nonprofit that seeks to bridge the technical divide in communities of color with all of the great jobs that are out there. You are expanding into Atlanta. Geraldine Rodriguez, founder CEO of The Knowledge House, welcome. Tell us what you're doing. Absolutely. So The Knowledge House provides code and design job training to job seekers from low-income communities who are interested in tech careers. And we have started this program in the Bronx, New York, and we're looking to expand it because since COVID, applications to our programs have doubled. And we understand that because of COVID, the digital divide has only grown and has impacted major cities like New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Newark. These are all our new expansion sites. And we're just, you know, looking forward to stepping up to the increased demand and making sure that you know we play a big role in helping folks get back to work, as, especially in this new normal where every business is going through a digital transformation and every worker needs even basic digital skills. Such as the ones you and I are exhibiting right now. Tell me about the success that you have had with the Knowledge House in the New York area. Absolutely. So our programs offer job seekers an opportunity to specialize in data science or web development roles. And traditionally, three out of four of our graduates have landed their first job in tech because of the Knowledge House. But in 2020, we actually made our job training programs longer so that we spend more time with students supporting them so that students have so that we spend more time with students supporting them, so that students have more time to, you know, just learn about the industry, connect with industry professionals, receive mentorship, and it has paid off. And so because of this longer program, we have had the highest performing cohort in our history. We're talking about 90% retention rate, more than 88% GPA average, and we have a projected employment rate of 80%. So we are growing, right? And what's great is that we have seen improvement during a pandemic. And so we are very excited to go back to this new normal, uh, provide hybrid and in-person services because we're on track to increasing job placement to close to 85%. Uh, our graduates just in the past month have gotten roles at Google, IBM, and we have uh, our high school program youth, they have gotten accepted into Stanford, Columbia, and the list goes on. So we're really excited about our success stories. And we just want the opportunity to scale this proven model to more areas in need. Who is the ideal candidate for, or who is the ideal applicant for the Knowledge House as you expand in the Atlanta area? So our programs are open to any job seeker making $50,000 or less. And so our preference is to serve black and brown emerging technologists, those who have often been left out of the innovation economy and opportunities to actually engage in the growing tech sector. Um, and so our students usually come in with an average salary of $14,000. And when they, leave their, uh, when they leave the Knowledge House and go into their first tech job, they make almost $85,000. So we are talking about quadrupling their income and that's life-changing for so many students. How many applicants are you looking to recruit out of our community? So we would love to serve, um, we would love to serve 
30 Atlanta residents this year, and we will grow that next year as soon as we are in person and able to provide hybrid in-person services. So in this virtual environment, we are looking for anchor partners in Atlanta to help us provide supportive services to job seekers, help us uh, you know, secure discounted or free office and classroom space so that come January, when we resume in person, we have a footprint in Atlanta. Um, and I'm really excited because Atlanta is mostly black and female. And, you know, being a black and female founder, there's not many of us, especially many of us that have started tech programs and are working actively to close the digital divide. So I'm especially excited to expand to Atlanta and work on closing the gender gap that will diversify tech. Now, I read that there is a young adult or a teen component to the work that the Knowledge House does as well. Tell me about that. Yeah, so the Knowledge House provides two core programs. One is for young adults and youth in high school. It's called the Kareem Carbouche Coding Fellowship. It was co-founded by French Montana, a, a hip hop artist uh, that you know, was raised in the Bronx. And he really wanted to serve low-income youth that had an interest in the arts and STEM. And so we launched this program so that students can learn about web design, graphic design, videography, a lot of these skills that are tech facing and that are growing in the tech sector. And you know, youth often think you need to be a mathematician to go into technology, but that's not true. You can be a designer, right? You can do sales for a tech company. And so the program really focuses on providing career pathways and exploration uh, so that students know they can pursue any occupation in tech. And we also expose them to college and non-college pathways so that they pursue the careers that they want. Um, because we work in partnership with colleges and other nonprofit training providers. So we raise awareness about the Knowledge House programs, but other programs that students can access. Have you plugged in yet with Atlanta's remarkable HBCU community? So not yet. So we are very excited to be on the ground because then we can actually visit colleges, visit nonprofits and build those partnerships. You know, in the Bronx, we actually have uh, articulation agreements with local community colleges so that our curricula translates to college credits. And so we want to do the same thing in all of our expansion sites. So the fact that Atlanta actually invests in STEM at the K-12 and higher ed level, that's the reason why we're going there. Because we want to make sure that we not only strengthen career pathways for job seekers, but also college pathways. So now what does it cost a student to participate and to receive this Knowledge House training? Our programs are completely free. So we do not charge tuition. On the contrary, we actually provide our participants stipends so that they can cover basic living expenses while they are a part of our programs. So for that youth program that we were just talking about, students get $1,000 through the month to participate. But for our adult job trainees, they get up to $300 each month throughout the entire program just to help them persist through the job training program. Are you aware of a nonprofit in the Atlanta area now called TechBridge? They do similar types of work, but as you're looking for uh, organizations to partner with, that might be a, one for you. 
Oh, absolutely. We know about TechBridge and TechBridge is actually a part of the Microsoft Skills Grant Program. So TechBridge and the Knowledge House received a three-year grant from Microsoft to expand our programs. And so we have connected with TechBridge and we have found ways to support each other. You know, TechBridge provides certification programs for data analyst skills, and it's a good pathway for those graduates to then become data engineers and learn Python and become data scientists. And that's exactly what we are trying to do in these new expansion sites. We're trying to add value to the local tech ecosystem that is there so that we can benefit the job seekers and upskill, right? We need to work in partnership with other organizations just to make systems change more efficient. And that's what we're looking to do. So we're so excited that Microsoft has invested in TechBridge. And we're really excited that with Microsoft support, we'll be able to add value to the ecosystem and build on the great work that has already been started in Atlanta. How is the Knowledge House able to do all of this and provide this educational training for students in Atlanta, New York, the other cities where you're seeking to expand? at no cost, even providing a stipend to your students. You must have some great foundation support. Yeah, so the Knowledge House is funded by foundations and corporations that really care about racial equity. They care about diversifying STEM and the tech workforce, and they care about workforce development. You know, um, especially as we recover from the pandemic, we know that digital skills training is more important than ever. And we have been lucky that after the pandemic and the murder of George Floyd, corporations, our donors, our volunteers, and our board members have just stepped up and become more generous. And this is why we're poised to expand. Um, we were lucky to actually have uh, a great fundraising year in 2020. And so we feel the duty to actually go out and expand. We can't scale back. There's too much need. We just have to keep going and we have to be responsive to, you know, folks trying to get back to work. Absolutely. And I would assume you're saying that it is easier to get the corporate community on board because of what we've all experienced over the last 15, 16 months. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that that work is done. I think that work has just started and we have a long way to go, right? It has been a year since a lot of these corporations made diversity pledges or solidarity statements. So now folks have to call them out and say, okay, you made this pledge, you made this promise a year ago. Where have you made your investments? Have you invested in black businesses? Have you invested in education? Because that shows, right? Their actual commitment to change. And if they haven't made these improvements, if they're not on track, then the corporations need to work with the community members on the ground to move a little faster. You know, um, there are still equity issues. I'll tell you right now, um, it is so effective for the Knowledge House to facilitate employment partnerships with startups and corporations. We have been able to match most of our students to employment for summer internships because the Knowledge House is working really closely with corporations. But I have seen corporations that are not working with nonprofits, they are not hiring black and brown technologists. They are still hiring white women 
or Asian technologists. And that's an equity issue, right? And so we still have a long way to go, but I'm excited about bringing our program to Atlanta because there's a demographic that needs these services. And if we see change in Atlanta, then we have a model to bring back to these corporations and say, look, the Knowledge House partnered with folks in Atlanta to get Black women into these tech roles, for example. Now you can bring this model to your company and scale it nationwide so that holistically we're just getting better as a society. And I'm excited about that opportunity. So how long does it take to complete the training program? So the Innovation Fellowship is a 12-month program. So students attend job training in the evening. They have three days of tech classes and one weekly career day class. And then on Fridays, they're engaging with volunteers through tutoring, mentorship, and career talks. So they are in this job training for nine months. It is a really rigorous program. And then the last three months of the program is a paid three-month internship with an employer partner. So you have nine months of training and then a three-month internship. And after that, we can guarantee that you will get a full-time engineering job at a high wage with our support. Is it the expectation that some of these internships actually turn into employment at the place of internship? Oh, absolutely. That is what we are asking employers. We have done that successfully. And so we present that model when we are looking for these internship partners. We tell them, we will support you in coaching this intern. We'll open up feedback loops between the employer and the employee and the workforce development partner so that everyone grows, right? And from that engagement, we've seen um, employer partners, for example, a company named Distillery and a company named Duran Jones. They took on three month internships, paid them at market rate, and now those interns are software engineers full time. And so we want to replicate that for literally the 10 internship partners that we have secured for this summer. How did you get into this work? So my background is in education and community organizing. Uh, I actually studied film in college, and I think my story just has motivated me to provide alternative pathways to folks. You know, um, college worked for me. It did not work for a lot of my peers and family members in the Bronx. So a four-year degree got me more than a minimum wage job, got me a career, and now um, has put me on a path, you know, towards social entrepreneurship. Um, but college doesn't work for a lot of folks. And so early in my career, um, after six years in education, I thought the college or bust myth is wrong. <laughs> and we shouldn't tell poor kids that you only can make it in life if you go to college. There are alternatives, right? And so I think providing career exploration and exposure to these multiple pathways is so important. And it will help folks that don't have a college degree actually make a living wage so that they can live sustainable lives. Um, so me being lucky as someone who grew up low income from you know, a single mother household uh, and making it because of my mother and her hard work, uh, I just feel like I have a duty to give back to my community and other communities in need. Um, and I always think back right, to the fact that I'm not in film right now. And even though I feel so fulfilled and, and uh, grateful to be leading in the social impact sector, 
I didn't have that mentor from film to guide me, right? So that I can have a film career. And I wanna make sure that young people interested in technology have an opportunity to actually receive mentorship and actually be on a pathway towards success. There are so many youth that are engaged in technology every day, right? Like our youth today are digital natives, but they don't see themselves as tech producers. They only see themselves as tech consumers. And we need to change that. We just have to change that. And the only way is to actually have them build technology. And so that's what we're teaching them. So seven years into this in the New York area, now expanding into Atlanta and other cities, you must have success stories of, of adults and students who came through the program, completed the year, got the job and are doing incredible work and really living their best lives. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, just in this past year, you know, we have um, a graduate from 2019 uh, got a full-time job at Bloomberg as a data engineer. Uh, we got a graduate, got a full-time engineering role at McKinsey and Company. And the list goes on and on, right? And so we're really excited to be working with Fortune 100 companies and startups and small businesses. Um, and our students are excited because as I mentioned, they go from literally poverty to not even more than minimum wage, almost six figures. Um, and so they not only uplift themselves out of poverty, they have an opportunity to uplift their entire families out of poverty. Um, and so those are, those are um, that's, that's what the tech sector provides, right? Opportunities for folks to really thrive um, and they're life changing. Uh, so we just look forward to growing, receiving more support so that we can reach more students and scale those positive outcomes and success stories. So Gerilyn, let's give uh, the, our listeners and our viewers some, some real-time info, some real-time deadlines. Someone sees this, someone hears this, they're interested in getting involved. What do they need to do and by when? So to apply for our programs, you have to go to our website, theknowledgehouse.org forward slash apply. You'll get a link to apply for the youth program or the adult program, and you have to apply ASAP because the program for youth starts in July and the program for adults starts in September. So get your application in in the next few weeks, and we look forward to seeing you this year. And is there anything else you wanted to add, something that I might not have asked you that you wanted to be sure that we shared with the audience? Yeah. You know, um, to make this work sustainable, we have to work in partnership. So in addition to those job seekers, we are looking for corporate partners, employers, community partners, government agencies to really support this and become champions so that we can grow with the communities on the ground. And so we are looking for volunteers, we're looking for regional advisory board members, um, so if anyone is interested in supporting us, you can email us at info at theknowledgehouse.org. Gerilyn Rodriguez, founder, CEO of The Knowledge House. Welcome to Atlanta. We're excited to have you here. I know you often see on social media, Atlanta says, hey, we're full, don't come. Uh, but this, uh, we're happy to see you guys moving in. Thanks so much, Condes. Really appreciate it.
Hey, now, before we go, I want to flip the script. I told you recently that I had the opportunity to open the Motown Motor City Review at the new Theater on the Square in Marietta. Gotta tell you, the show is a treat. It will take you back. You'll be singing all your favorite hits. I'm still singing my favorite hits. Trust me, I'm not making anybody listen. But I wanted to ask the show's creator, choreographer, producer, and director, Step Stewart, to come back and loop you all in on what a great night this is. Tell our listeners about the show. It is a tribute show. Um, Motown is now 61 years old. And we are super excited that we're able to bring this music, which is timeless, back to the people. Uh, it's not just the music, it's the look, the feel, the sounds, the choreography of an era that was actually got us through the civil rights movement and made us smile through some of those hard times through the civil rights movement and, and let us know who we were as a people. So I really do love, love this music. It's universal. It is... Um, something that you didn't have to be black or white to enjoy. It's just music. It's just beautiful music. And I really believe it's going to bring people together uh, at this time um, when we all need it. We have to ask questions about COVID safety. Tell us what you're doing to keep your performers, your crew, and the audiences safe. Yes. Um, first of all, we uh, between each show, we spray. We have uh, two of the foggers that are used on airplanes and we spray the entire theater down, but it's not wet. So you don't want to worry about when you come and sit in the theater that you're gonna be sitting in a wet seat. It dissipates, so it's wonderful. So between each show, the audience is, is required to wear a mask um, for the performance. The performers have all been tested and most of them, um, most of us have been vaccinated already because it's, it's almost all adults in the show. We have a couple of kids surprises in the show, um, but, and we're very safe backstage. A lot of the, the performers come into rehearsal wearing their mask and then not until we get on stage do they reveal their, their mask. And then we, we have wipes for each microphone. So be, between each uh, backstage, you won't see it on stage, but they're wiping off the microphones and crew is helping with that portion. And it's, I think it's a practice that we're probably going to keep for quite a while. You know, it's not a bad practice to be safe in, the, in that respect. Also, when you, you're booked, let's say you're a party of four, Condes, and there's a party of three seated next to you, there's going to be at least one seat between you. So between, so that you're with your family, perhaps, and then the other, there's a seat between. It's not exactly six feet, but at, we feel at this time you're going to be masked and the, the vaccinations are out there. So people are, we've got to get you out. We've got to get you out. So there will be um, some seats that are open to keep us air flowing as well. And this is also the great thing about this show. It is a, the first act is probably 45 minutes. Then you have a break, you go outside, whatever. Then you come in, you know, you get a little drink, you come inside, and then we finish the show um, with, with an hour, and there you have it, an hour and 40 minutes show, including the intermission. So you're just gonna love it. High energy, high energy, high energy. Step, how excited were your performers and the crew finally to get back to work? Oh my goodness, they were, they were there early, uh, <laughs> which is sometimes rare at rehearsal. And, um, they were just all smiles and, and they couldn't wait to hear each other sing. And that's what I love about theater. You couldn't wait to watch the others perform. So they really enjoyed that um, as well as I. And you see how people grow during the pandemic. Some people have really grown. And then you also, there's the, there's the point where did you rehearse enough? Did you, did you keep your, your instrument, meaning your voice, 
strong and your body? Did you keep it strong? So those are the things you have, you find out when you're off for an entire year. So, but I, I'm lucky. I'm very, very blessed because this cast and crew is phenomenal. And we've got some new players in there as well. So you're going to be excited. The Motown Motor City Review runs now through August 1st. And with the promo code FAM2FAM, you can get a $5 discount on your ticket. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I'd hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condice Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condice? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.